I'm back, baby. Oh, my double crap. Do you know who I am? No, but maybe if you hum a few bars. Yes, sir, random kid I just met. You know, this man's forgotten more about pain than you'll ever remember. About pain. About forgetting about. It's Jake C. Lee. I am the low rating that cancels your program. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. Don't be jealous because I'm attractive. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. It's time to check the link. I like that. I didn't do anything wrong because I can't do anything wrong. Hooray! People are paying attention to me. It's all in sports. Welcome to All in Sports Week. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a week now, everybody. I don't know the episodes anymore. I lost count, so you can go online and see whatever the episode is. But week five is over. Week six is here or is coming. I have a great guest today. Well, I, I think so. I don't know if you guys think so. I also told him I hate him on Twitter, so who the hell knows at this point. <laughs> but it is All in Sports. I already gave out the Le'Veon Bell jersey, as you all well know. And this person's actually probably pretty upset that I gave it to somebody else and not him. But... There will be another contest this month, so keep going out there. Keep giving it the five-star reviews. Keep re you know, reviewing, subscribing, doing whatever the hell they, you guys are supposed to do to help me out. Keep this free. Keep it great for you guys. But take a screenshot to save it because I will be doing something again soon. I, I have to get my next paycheck first. We'll put it that way. So I will do that for you guys, but let's jump right into it because to get you ready to review last week and get ready for week six, I can't believe we're saying week six already, it is Scott Bogman. Follow him at Bogman Sports. He's one half of in this league. Don't tell Chris. He's the better half. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for also accommodating my time because apparently since I work late, I am lazy. No, no, no. Let's get I it right. I no it's idea. Not, it's, not, it's not the work late. It's that you're on the West Coast and your stupid Pacific time. I'm actually not even Pacific time. I mean, I am officially Pacific time right it's now. It's Western time. I'm, I'm Arizona time. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah, because you don't change, right? Yeah, we don't change. So November, I'll be two hours different from you. Oh, so it'll be a little bit easier to get you on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jake's like, hey, can you do eight in the morning? And I'm like, dude, I'm usually up till two. Can we make it like well, nine? The same thing. Well, let's look at it this way. This is so this is maybe why I do like Chris a little bit better because I judge my friends. And so like if a good friend of mine, Adam Rank was like, hey, could you get up at five o'clock in the morning? I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm going to do a podcast with you. So I just figured when I said, hey, can you, you know, maybe wake up you know, early one morning, you would have been like, awesome. I'm going to show it, Jake. So absolutely. I'm going to wake up on time. By the way, I said uh, you said eight <laughs> o'clock and your time. I said, for I everybody think, that knows, your right, time. Right, right, my time, right. So, which is 11 for you, uh, right. which is perfect for you. 11 worked perfect for no, me. No, that's so. what I'm saying. I'm up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning just like you <laughs> during the football season. And if somebody asked me to be up at 7 a.m. to do a podcast, I would do it. What, what, did, what, did, you, what did I say when you said, can you do 8.30 for me because you love me? Uh, what did I say? You said. I said, I said no. what day? <laughs> you said. I said, just name a day. And then you said, actually, can we do. Three o'clock. No, I tried to make it. I tried to make it nicer for you. Yes, yes. So I appreciate you accommodating me because we're friends. Now, if you said, "Look, eight a.m. is all I have," I would have got up at seven thirty. I don't I believe been you. a terrible guest for you, <laughs> and I would have done your show. So well, you're gonna be a terrible I'm, guest anyway. Probably, yeah, <laughs> most likely. According to that one guy on Twitter, you, you can't trust anything I say about football, only baseball. No, you can't. Uh, the, the one guy on Twitter, I had a couple guys. All right, let's uh, <laughs> actually talk fancy stuff. How about that? All right, we can do that. By the way, I, I told everybody where to follow you, but do you, anything else you want to promote real quick before we jump into anything? Well, you know, like uh, like Jake Chipotle. said, at Bogman Sports. <laughs> you know, you can follow me at Chipotle Guy. No, at Bogman Sports, of course. Uh, InThisLeague.com is where the Welsh and I have everything. We've got fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, prospect one with the Welsh, college fantasy football with me, and at Fantrax, we also do the Black Book with Joe Pizapia, of course. Uh, I do the individual defensive podcast with Gary Davenport, and I do college fantasy football on campus with John Lobb and Justin Heisey. Yeah. Busy. Busy guy. Busy. 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 I thought somebody asked me an IDP question the other day. And I was like, I don't do IDP. So, Why not? It's so terrific. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, well, it first is. Of all, I got 80 hours in my week already. I do rookies on top. So if everybody's ever followed me, they know that I do that. I also do baseball. I cut off at some point. I'm not. <laughs> so I, I understand. Like, 
yeah. I can't work 120 hours. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't want to add IDP. I just don't. Uh, I love IDP because I think that it's, you know, it's a big part of the game. I think fantasy would be more fun with IDP. I think it is more fun with IDP. And I, okay. I feel like it's like, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree with this, but I feel like disagree. having a team defense is like having a pitching staff in baseball. If you just drafted the offensive players, then uh, I'd say more of a bullpen. Okay. I'll give you. Bullpen. I mean, it is about half, that. like pitching is half of baseball. No, no, no. But but the bullpen, because you have the closer. So you have like the one stud, but it's not still guaranteed. I, I think bullpen would be a good analogy. Okay. So here's like, I actually played about three or four years ago. It was, a, I could do this. If just two IDP players flex. Right. Just, just keep like, keep, the problem is, is everybody who wants to do. Yeah, everybody who wants to do IDP wants to do like nine IDP positions. I'm like, well, you should I, start out with like five. You know no, what I mean? That, it's no, not two. that many. Two is fine. There's the, you need to keep it to, here's the, and I'll tell you why. This is, for everybody out there that's a huge IDP fan, this is why you can't get people to play. This is exactly why. Fantasy football, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Fantasy football is more casual than any other fantasy yes. sports. I 100% agree with that, and you I understand I understand that. That's why, you know, if you want to play IDP, most people just flat out say no. That's why most starters are right. like you said, two to three. After you do two to three for a little while, you bump it up to five. Right. You can and, do your more experience. I'm saying if right. you want to make it kind of a common thing, make it two flex IDP players because you ask the average fan who plays in a 10 team league, which is still pretty common to name defensive players. And they probably, if they don't include their own team, probably cap out at around 10 maybe 15 yeah, most people think that von miller is the best defensive player and that's right. just not the case no you know? and that's the other part too is you need to learn what this is. and there's a lot of different scoring out there for idp so all right yeah, so real quick before we jump into this you tell me if i made a good how do i look at my transactions on cb by the way cbs i love you guys but you need to step up your site a little bit <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just it's, it's very difficult to do things so I don't think I've ever had a CBS league, to be honest with you. Really? So I, I've done like the pick'em groups uh, on CBS and Survivor, but I have never done like a full-out fantasy league on CBS. So I just traded for Christian Kirksey and okay. who was the other one? Jesse Bates. All right. Yeah. What do you give up? Marshawn Lynch. No, not Marshawn Lynch. I kept Marshawn Lynch. I gave him another running back like Marshawn Lynch. Instead, uh, yeah, I mean that's probably fair as long as you have the running back depth. I think running I did. back. And how many I, how many IDPs do you do in this league? Nine. This is what I was talking about. Nine. Okay. Two yeah. D, two D linemen, three linebackers, three defensive backs, and then a flex. Then that's definitely worth it. Jesse Bates has been great this year. So uh, well, I have also I've had Joey Bosa and Olivier Vernon on my bench since day one because they both got hurt. Yeah, dude, I've had a lot of those problems. I've had is Ziggy Ansa in a bunch of leagues, even though on the show, Gary said, I don't want to take Ziggy Ansa. I'm like, well, I like those big weeks that he has, but he got a shoulder injury week one, and I haven't right. done anything with him. And I took Everson Griffin in my IDP league too, and I don't know what's going on. He has some mental health stuff going on, and they just have no idea when he's coming back. So yeah. those are my defensive linemen in that league, so I've been losing constantly. And that's the thing, too, so, is you kind of make it if – if you're going to do the two flexes, and then we'll move on from this for everybody out there that do want to try it, you're going to have – no, I'm, I'm serious. Then tell me if I'm wrong here. I, you're going to have to have somebody who knows IDP to try and make the scoring a little bit more even because if you don't know, if you've never played before, linebackers is the easiest thing to score because you just get rack-up tackles. Like this, right. the, That's the easiest thing to pick off waivers. So you'll have very and rare really crappy corners. Right, and then the, the defensive linemen barely start. Tackle. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. So you got to find somebody who knows how to kind of tweak the scoring to be balanced where not everybody just only has two linebackers in their flexes. Right, exactly. So I've at least learn that much. Yeah, yeah, and IDP is fun. I would say give it a shot if you are more than a casual fan. I think most people listening to this are probably a little higher than uh, a yes. casual fan, right? Of course. So. Somewhere, somewhere in the mix. Uh, so <laughs> speaking of the running back depth, and we'll jump right into this, one of the players that was on my bench because I didn't need him, and who the hell would want to start him at this point because if he doesn't score a touchdown, it meant nothing. 
was Isaiah friggin' Crowell, everybody. With 219 <laughs> rushing yards and touchdowns and amazingness. And it was also the week of the Drake, who scored a ton on everybody's bench. I, I, okay, you five people who tweeted me and uh, he was in my lineup. Uh, okay, that's probably because just like the one dude who actually pointed it out, Giovanni Bernard went on the IR. Well, not the IR for foot, that football purposes, but his IR because he was out that week. Like, you weren't out there trying to start Isaiah Crowell or Kenyon Drake. You weren't. And no. in these same games, Kenyon Drake, six for 46 rushing. Yes, it all came in the receiving game because Frank Gore had 12 for 63. Crowell for his 15 for 219 also was out carried by Bilal Powell, who had 20 for 99, which is also a really good day. Is this. Fantasy, well, I know my answer, but is this fantasy football of, hey, this is just one of those weeks and whatever, whatever, or is there anything to Crowell and Drake for you? I, I don't think there's much to either one of these guys. I still like Crowell. I mean, as a flex option, I did have to start him in a couple week, a couple leagues. I'm in a bunch of 16-man leagues. We got bye weeks coming up. We've had some injuries and stuff. So I did have Robbie Anderson in two of my lineups as well. So oh, we'll get that's stuff. Too. <laughs> that stuff seemed to play out for me, but I haven't liked this Kenyon Drake situation since before the season started. And I still don't, you know, he did out snap Frank Gore 41 to 26, but it seems like when Frank Gore gets in there, he is getting carries and he's getting more than Drake, which is frustrating and annoying. And this Miami team, it didn't change in that game. He's still no. at two, twice as many carries, right? And, and he had in, uh, you know, Drake had 15 more snaps than him. So what's happening there? You know what I mean? And you get you kind of got lucky if you had Drake this week because of that touchdown pass. So right. in the whole second half, they should have been running Drake, and they didn't. They ran Frank Gore, and they wound up seeding the lead to the Bengals. So I don't know what is going on in Miami right now. I don't think this is a very well-coached team. They started out great, uh, and they've been exposed the last two games. So um, – I'm not very happy about that, that situation. As far as Crowell goes, I think it's, you know, and I, I think I would take Drake over Crowell for the rest of the season. It'd be very close for me, but Powell gets more snaps than Crowell, but I think Crowell is the better running back. So I still think Crow is a flex option, a lot like Kenyon Drake is, but where, you know, you're pissed where you took Kenyon Drake. You took him probably in the fourth round, where Crow, you probably took in the sixth, seventh round. So right. he's a, uh, just a better option for you. And uh, Drake has been super, super frustrating. Dude, holy crap sticks. We actually have breaking news, which isn't going to be breaking news because you're going to be listening to this on Tuesday morning. So, we'll oh, I see it. Jay Ajayi. Uh, is done for the year, everybody. JHI oh on injured reserve with a tour. Oh, wait. Not his back. Not his knee. That just tore his ACL. <laughs> did, did I miss something in the game? His, neck, his back. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Uh, I didn't like, see this. Yeah. No, I know he came out of the game, but he came back. It was, it was just, it was kind of like a few snaps. It was like, hey, he banged up his knee. He's back in the game. Everything's cool. It's a, like, what the hell? Like, oh my God. Is, okay. There's a lot of ways to go with this. Like, Part of me wants to joke about it, and I don't want to joke because I don't want to joke a player getting hurt, but part of me wants to be like, oh, my God, like how fragile is his body that, you know, it wasn't the issues he had. He tore his ACL, which seems like nothing. If you look at the – like I'm thinking about what happened in the game, and in my mind I'm even like, that wasn't that big. I was more scared for Saquon Barkley with what happened. With yeah, that, yeah, the, exactly. So when Barkley did that, for everybody that haven't seen it, when Barkley jumped into the end zone, you saw the play, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, I'm going to go way back. And this is, I was a kid at the time, so I've only seen highlights of like for my real memory. It wasn't like I was watching it live. But do you remember the highlight where Bo Jackson got hurt doing something similar? Where he drove the, he started with the hip pain because he drove his hip, the leg. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I was like, I have oh like my. a foggy memory of that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like a lot of people are like, I hope it's not his knee. That's what came to my mind. I was like, oh my God, I hope he just didn't do the Bo Jackson hip thing. Um, so again, my, my whole point is I was more concerned with Barkley than I was with, a, I wasn't even thinking about JHI today with what happened, but in any case, he's out. Trade Mind you, for Lev. <laughs> trade for, uh, that makes a lot of sense for them. Oh uh, yeah. Corey yeah. Clement has been out for two weeks. Darren Sproles has been out. So now they're down to Wendell Smallwood and for <laughs> Mike Clay is probably dancing in circles for this one. His favorite undrafted free agent, Josh Adams. 
So they're down to those two. Are, are you picking up? Are you picking up Adams? Because I think hundred percent. I think you have to right now. Right. I mean, I'm not the biggest Adams fan. He's kind of a clunker from from Notre Dame, but he's he's decent. I mean, there's plenty of undrafted free agents that have found success. This is a good offense. So, uh, Corey, like you just mentioned, Corey Clements banged up. Everyone's hurt there. I think that that is a great ad. But what I really, really want is for the Eagles to please trade for Le'Veon Bell and give the Steelers uh, a draft pick or two, maybe a player. How about a middle linebacker? Something uh, <laughs> anywhere Steelers <laughs> would be amazing. And then, uh, then we have Le'Veon is um, going into a role immediately and playing and James Conner gets to stick with his role because he looked really good this week as well right well let's talk well I guess hey Robbie Anderson forget you sorry yeah well Robbie Anderson Sam Darnold doesn't throw the ball deep but when he does Robbie Anderson's open. No, so I'll say, I will say this the only intrigue that I have about Robbie Anderson so the funny thing is just last week's waiver article I said he was droppable because he got left out well, and it was droppable it, right yeah and <laughs> and when I say droppable too is I even mentioned this in the article is it's you have to make a move. It's like, I don't ever want to usually drop somebody that could have value like Robbie Anderson, especially when it comes to running backs. I don't ever want because Alfred Morris, perfect example. You, you know, if you need to make a move and he's your worst player, you can drop Alfred Morris. But right. Brita gets hurt, and now all of a sudden, now you got to go scramble and get Alfred Morris back. The Robbie Anderson thing, while I'll say he's able to be picked up again, is because what the Jets did with Inunua. And now I think Inunua will have days where he's not left out completely again. But if you noticed, they moved him outside a lot of that game. Like, Inunua's value was in the slot. I mean, he was that oversized tight end. Like, that's, he's making his game there. And they moved him outside, and they started playing curse in the slot yesterday. Well, now two days ago for everybody listening. And I think that's the concern where I'm saying, you know what? I wonder if Curse has deep league value. I wonder if a new one's going to become droppable and maybe Robbie Anderson, he has a resurgence, has some value again. This is one of those annoying situations where a will be amazing next week. You know what I mean? And Robbie Anderson won't do anything. And then they'll trade off week to week. By the week. way, you said and I said before. I don't know if I'm, I might have to edit those out because this is under the clean section of iTunes, by the way. But in any case, no, no you don't have to. You don't have to. Edit. Pork chop sandwiches. Okay. Yeah, they're good. You, there's yeah, a limit. If I keep saying pork chop sandwiches, there's gonna hit a limit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a counter on that. I think there's you know, not. No, I, I think there's. I, I even think some other words are okay. By the I way, have you seen right that now. commercial? <laughs> Just going off the rails here. Have you seen that commercial <laughs> where the family's traveling and there's the voice talking to the family, the lady, and she's like, like oh, the give me the no, she's like, give me the five-hour flight. You pop in two movies, and then you're there in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, that's the end. Okay, yeah, end. yeah. And then yeah. it's at the end, and she's like, and it's all about, okay. So at the, every, next time you watch this commercial, because the mom goes, she pauses. She goes, well, we just like the road, like or whatever. And in my mind, every time I hear it, because she pauses, in my mind it goes, well, you're just a stupid idiot. <laughs> well, see, was the word I was going to say, but I wasn't sure if you wanted to bleep it out or not. No, so. I'm just this. This whole segment's just going to be. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, I, I kind of think I get that vibe from her too. But I'm definitely with the aunt. Like, I don't want to go road tripping. I'm sorry. No, you know, no. no. I, I will give me the. Unless it's specifically for a road trip. Let's All go. right, so let's talk about Le'Veon Bell and James Conner because this was in here initially. The, the trade possibilities aside, let's just leave it as it is is so if, i don't know if you noticed by the way that what i sent you we're going to talk about i don't know why i got into this mode so the first the first thing i have which we're going to get to it was something and something and then i started doing and the so it's <laughs> james connor and the what do we do now because so you'll see it's like i it kind of felt what it was like a kid's book or something like that it's something and the connor and the horrible no good yeah, like a very bad day like something like that coming back day right so what do we do? Because, you know, two weeks ago, it was meh. And then everybody, like, actually, he had two kind of meh games. He fortunately scored a touchdown in week three. I'm trying to, like, make sure I don't skip any weeks. Week three, which made his day decent. And then week four wasn't very good. Bounced right. back in a huge way. Obviously, the matchup was great. And now it's the Le'Veon Bell clock is ticking. It's after the week seven bye. So he's got two weeks left and well is it though because he hasn't told the the team that at all this is all and i haven't heard it come 
from That's Bell's. That's I wanted to ask you. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard it come from Bell's lips at all. I haven't seen him on Instagram going, hey, Steelers fans, get ready. I'm coming back uh, week seven to uh, the bye week to prep for week eight, any of that stuff. So this is all, you know, just rumors, I guess. All right, well, so then let's play. You know what? We're going to play a uh, new thing. Let's call it the man of many hats. How about that? We'll do that. Okay. All right. Scott Bogman. Yes. You are the Le'Veon Bell owner without James Conner. Mm-hmm. Do you sell high, hold, or try to go get James Conner? Um, I think I hold. I, I, think, I think I hold because I think he's going to wind up being traded. And uh, I think... It, it, really? I put that at like 5%. You know, I did too for a long time, especially being a Steelers fan. Now, mind uh, you, real quick before you finish your sentence... I was also the post- person that put him holding out at 5% because I thought it was going to yeah. be I thought it was going to be 2017 all over again. Hey, he came back Labor Day weekend. He's he's just doing the same thing again. So, well that's what he said too. He you right. know, he tweeted out like, "Hey, see you guys on Labor Day" or whatever he said, and then he changed his mind. Which, look, he's a human person. People change their minds all the time. You know, you don't have <laughs> to be uh, you don't have to be super angry about them changing their mind. You know, uh, unfortunately, it affects our fantasy teams, of course. I, look, and I have two or three shares of Le'Veon as well, so I'm in that same boat with everybody else that's pissed off that he didn't show up. And I I was with Jake. You know, I never thought in a million years he would do this lengthy holdout because he did the same thing last year. And he came back, and also he's going to be missing out on, what is it, like $12 million, $14 million by not showing up until uh, week 10, so it, none of this really made sense for him right. moving forward. But the guy took a hardline stand. I understand. So, but also, like in the the mode of changing your mind and things of that nature, what makes it so he wouldn't be able to change his mind about this week seven thing? You know what I mean? That's he already true. did it once. All right, I so doing it again, but. So- I think now, especially with this Ajayi injury, because the Eagles were sniffing around before, and if they were, I don't, I have no idea if they were anywhere close or not. But if they were, why wouldn't they kick in a little more now? You know, the Steelers kind of hold the cards because it's still the same thing. It's still the fact that you can only, when you trade for him, you're only getting him on the franchise tag. You can't do it. You can't sign him to a long, you can't trade for him and then sign him to a long-term contract until but you get a third-round compensatory pick. When I thought that doesn't translate. I I thought it did. I'm not 100%. I could be wrong. I mean, it's definitely I thought I thought that was the biggest risk is the fact that he's still a free agent and you can't do anything till after the season anyway. Does the if the compensatory, compensatory pick translates, I could see that being a little bit more appealing because then it's like, hey, you get well, the 3 anyway if you don't Right, we'll give it. you a second rounder this right. year and next year we get a third back, so it's really like, okay, a third and Levy on Bell for two twos. Okay, yeah, I can see that. All right, so fantasy-wise, let's go back to this whole conversation. So that's you as the Levy on Bell owner and nothing else. You are Scott Bogman and you are the James Conner owner without Levy on Bell. Do you sell high? Do you try to go get Bell, or do you just hold on Connor? Well, I think for the situation, if there's a possibility that you can sell high, I think that's what you have to do. For what if you the could whole, sell? Whole okay, cool. Back, let's look at it this way. I think yeah, if you sell him for a top ten running back. Everybody's going to do that. Yes. So let's 100%. let's change that a little bit then. You you own James Connor, not Le'Veon Bell, and you can only get mid RBT. You can only get, I'll say, JHI before he was hurt value. Um, because I think that's the biggest question in everybody's mind. Right. The biggest question is: in three weeks, did my lottery ticket just bust? Right. Uh, well, he here's what I'd be trying to do. I don't know if this is something you could do, but what about trading for like Leonard Fournette, who's clearly banged up right now? Let's say someone is, you know, they start out they're one and four, they're two and three, they're on the cusp of the playoffs or something. I think a lot of zero and five people are probably just. Out. I don't know that I do that. I don't trust Leonard Fournette. I said coming out of college, I was concerned about him. And granted, not this concerned, but right. now I am this concerned. Like, I joked about it last week with I forget who, or maybe it was the week before, but I said he's now Grant Hill and Nomar Garcia Perra. Like, oh, Grant it, Hill. Come on, Jay. It's true, though. His he's an NFL is, running back. He's got no. ways, you know, that, it doesn't mean he's made out of glass. It means that he's. No, it does. It, he, he's not made, but his ankles in are. Wow. It, Everything from the knee down is made out of glass. <laughs> Actually, not glass is the best one because glass just breaks. You need something that kind of still works yeah, but falls plastic. apart. 
It's like the plastic that you're not supposed to put in the microwave, but you do on accident. And then it gets warped. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, or the it's kind the of Chinese thing. takeout plastic. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> just, Leonard Fournette, you are a Chinese takeout plastic, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, well, how, okay, how about Dalvin Cook? That I might do. That I might do. I like, and I'm a huge fan of Dalvin Cook. I wasn't expecting, look, this is unfortunate. He got banged up in a different way to start the season, but I was already going into the season expecting him to be kind of slow the first couple weeks because they have Super Bowl aspirations and you want Dalvin Cook for that race. I wasn't expecting this to happen though, but I, I have more faith in Cook coming back than I do Leonard Fournette at this point. Yeah, and that's understandable. I just think that like, you know, if you're, are, are you giving up Connor for like a Kenyon Drake? No. Well, yeah. I mean, neither am I, but it really comes down to you basically think Connor's going to have no value when Le'Veon Bell comes back. Right. Do you buy yeah. anything into this whole uh, Ed Boucher that there could be a timeshare split committee? Um, well, not as committee. Committee I, has to be three people. So just a timeshare. I don't I don't think it's really a timeshare. I think that they'll ease Bell back in. So it'll kind of be 50 50 for the first two weeks he comes back. But then, I mean, come on, you just want you just want your best player on the field as much as possible, don't you? And yeah. that's and that's Bell. You know, I and love there's Connor. Nothing, there is nothing but, like Bell. No, there really is. By the isn't. way, Bell doesn't work in Madden. If you try to run patient, like if you try to be like Bell, <laughs> it doesn't work. I've tried it. I, I used to hit the and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to jog. You know, I'm not gonna push the stick all the way up. I'm gonna kinda move up to the line, wait for the whole no, it doesn't work. Madden doesn't let you do it that way. What about what about Connor for Adrian Peterson? If, if I can't afford if I'm thin at running back and can't afford to lose the Connor and have nothing in place of him, I'll make that trade. Okay. Like you yeah, understand yeah, what I'm saying? You're right. I'm looking at PPR and uh, you know, like, per I think game, it's almost a gamble Connor's like you, five. Right. So and I think that's the the gamble is is if Le'Veon Bell gets traded. So if I'm somebody like go back to the other team, like why I couldn't even start Crowell or Lynch, they were both on my bench. And it's like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I have to start plugging in Marshawn Lynch every single week. But if Le'Veon Bell gets traded, James Conner stays as an RB1. Like, that's one of those ones where it's, I won't trade unless I get RB1 value. Right. On the flip side, that I think that if you're in that situation where it's like, okay, if James Conner is there, if Le'Veon Bell comes back and now I can't even start James Conner and my second running back is Theo Riddick, then I'll be like, you know what? Give me Adrian Peterson. Let's say you're two and three and uh, you have, you have um, Connor and Bell. Would you trade for Yeldon and Fournette? No. Okay. Neither would I. Well, because I, in that I'm situation... To put, what about uh, Kareem Hunt? Would you trade Connor for Hunt? If I also have Le'Veon Bell? You, you, just have, you just have Connor. Oh, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Okay. That's, that's top 10 running back value for me. Right. I'm trying to put together the situation where you wouldn't trade Connor for like a decent player. Um, let me see. <laughs> You're just like, uh, Stefan Diggs, Carlos Hyde. Uh, that, that, that comes down back to the Adrian Peterson scenario. And I like yeah. Carlos Hyde more than I like Adrian Peterson. Yeah, same. So, all right. We well, should probably talk about more teams than just yours. What do you think? Uh, we can keep talking about mine. That's fine. Their defense played well yesterday. I had a great weekend. You know, uh, the, you, you I've told you before, you I'm a Texas Chipotle. fan. So I didn't have, I didn't spill any Chipotle at all, but uh, Texas beat OU, Steelers won. So a great, great. Yeah, Texas did beat OU. You know what else happened? Notre Dame's getting my expectations up again, and I just know it's <laughs> like, so I have a friend that I've been friends with since fourth grade, fifth grade, somewhere around there. And we're both huge Notre Dame fans, and we grew up through the good times, and uh, as of recently, through the very, very, very bad times. <laughs> and we know that there's always disappointment coming. And we were tweeting during the game of we're getting our hopes up again. Like we've been trying, we've been trying to be reasonable up until this point, and always, you know, they play to their competition, but they're actually solidly beating teams this year for the first time in a long while. Like, I mean, they lose to BYU. They just play to their competition. It's very, and I, st I pulled up the schedule and I looked at it and I said, you know what, you know where the loss is coming, right? They got Northwestern on the schedule. They're going to lose that game. Like, they're yeah. not going to lose. But that's, no, but that's the point. This, like, you have to understand being a Notre Dame, that's the type of game they lose. Yes, I, I get it, but like this year, it's not going to be like I would be more concerned about Pitt this week or Florida State. 
uh, showing Syracuse up on the Yankee Stadium, USC, like all of those. No, it's see, that's gonna, what I'm saying. It's like those are all the. T- you see, that's why those are the typical. Those are the ones where you look at the schedule and you say, you know what? Those are the ones they should be worried about. You gotta find the one that you should. You're not even thinking about. Well, the, this week would be would be the one that I if if it's one you're not thinking about. Pitt loves to beat ranked teams, especially high ranked. No, Pitt just likes to beat Notre Dame in general. Well, yeah, that's true. So right. I, I that that's the game I I would worry about. But I, Ian Book, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to the Solid Verbal, but someone they have like a call in line, and someone said, Ian Book, uh, Stanford, you never had a chance. Books are made out of trees, and I thought I don't know why I thought that was so funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was flapping my knee. You, you, with my you couldn't hear it, but if you, if eye rolling made a noise, <laughs> you, you you would have heard it. That's <laughs> uh, pretty good. No, I have a, a guy I went to high school with. He's now actually a football analyst for Blue and Gold Il- Illustrated and NotreDame.Rivals.com, and he covers them. Oh, so, that's cool, man. Yeah. He told me to come to a game, and I, I, it's the middle of full. It's so hard for me to do anything during the football season, let, yeah. let alone go all the way to South Bend, which is still on my bucket list. But it's also my first year working for the Athletic. I can't that's be like, why hey! I like that. That's why I like that first pitch comes out to Arizona because <laughs> I don't. Yeah, have you're to leave right there in the football season. I and they're literally uh, they're ten minutes away from my place, so yeah, where they're must staying. be nice. We don't have a lot of things happening here in Virginia Beach, sports wise. No, no, just Walmart's and Chipotle. <laughs> exactly, spilt Chipotle. Getting <laughs> thrown against the wall because I'm Pour so one mad. out, man. Actually, I threw my shoe, not the Chipotle. But <laughs> in any case, uh, so the Buccaneers, they were on a bye and they're coming back, but they're coming back for their bye with a lot of stuff happening. Like Jameis Winston came into last week's game. Well, now the week before last week's game because again, it's Tuesday at this point. So we had Jameis Winston come back because Ryan Fitzpatrick did exactly what we all expected him to do. He turned back into Ryan Fitzpatrick in the middle of the game and, hey, my jersey's in the Hall of Fame. I suck now. Uh, Jameis Winston (laughs) is at quarterback, so that leaves the question of who is he going to go to. It wasn't Chris Godwin in that game. Uh, So now we have the question of that. Uh, Obviously, the tight end position has cleared up because O.J. Howard is now hurt for a couple weeks. So, But it really comes down to the running backs. So Ronald Jones had the worst preseason of anybody that I remember for probably the past decade, but at least of recent memory, especially for running backs, went from second-round draft pick to, hey, guess what? You're inactive, buddy, because you suck that much. (laughs) Yeah. Barber, hold on. Peyton okay. Barber did everything possible he could to open that door and keep it open and prop it open and push it open even further to, well, Ronald Jones, where are you coming back from the bye? Go. Uh, I, I think this has to be Ronald Jones' uh, job moving forward. I mean, you look at these 19 for 69 against New Orleans. That's the first game, 3.6 average. 16 for 22 against Philly. Philly's great against the run. That's 1.4. Uh, against Pittsburgh, uh, eight for 33, didn't get much of a chance to run in that game. Uh, and then seven for 24 against the Bears, once again, didn't have a lot of chance to run, but he hasn't done anything with these opportunities. He only has two catches. So he's had four Jones, weeks. Right? No, I'm talking about Peyton Barber. Oh, okay. Peyton, Peyton Barber's had four thought, weeks to I work this out. So it, it has to be the catches, Ronald Jones' job. Yeah. Well, so here's the problem, though. Ronald Jones doesn't catch. Ronald Jones he like can. No no, not, no, 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 hold on. You said he can. Let's be real. I'm not sure he can. <laughs> he can. It, the thing with Ronald Jones is he can't pass block. That, but he that's can't catch. Why. Did you see the Did you see the dropped pass last? Like people complain about Jordan Howard last year and severely overinflated the problems that Jordan Howard was having with Pat. Like he had his struggles. The the picture people had in their mind of what Jordan Howard's passing game struggles were catching the ball is what Ronald Jones is. Are you going to let one game? He's only been active for one game. No, 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 no. I'm going to let his college career preseason and one game take down his passing game career. Ronald Jones is a two down running back. And I, I, I look, I like him, but he's a two down running back. Okay, so you start him on the first two downs and then put in Jacquez. Peyton Barber isn't doing anything. 
Why does everybody like to say jock quiz? It's just a quiz. Jock quiz. Jock quiz. I don't know. No, no, no. You're, you're, I might be. Because I'm a redneck. I have no it, idea. Jock quiz. Is that really how we're supposed to pronounce it? Look, jock quiz should be catching all them footballs. You understand? <laughs> it shouldn't be no Ronald Jones. Jock quiz met me outside Walmart to go get some Chipotle. <laughs> hey, look, Ronald Jones, I'm looking right now, 14 catches for USC last year. And That's his. Not nothing. That, that was like. The entire season. Look at his career. I think he had like 22 for his 32, entire career. 32. 32. I knew it was a two. I was off by 10. Ooh, wow. 32 for his Okay, but career. how many yards do you think he had on those uh, 14 catches last year? 14 catches? Uh-huh. I will guess. Hold on. Um, 117. 187. Wow. 13.4. He's an explosive player. No, this I know he's explosive. Got- but this what is the- why he got compared to Jamal Charles coming out of college. Which was stupid. It, yeah, I mean, it's not. Uh, the thing that I said was more like Robert Smith from Ohio State. Like, that's his running style. Uh, I can see that. So uh, that, that, that's more of what I saw from him coming out. But he doesn't need 25 touches a game. You know, he needs 15. Give him 15, he's probably going to break one off for Wait, a big so, one. Okay, let me, let's go back to this. Let's just say I'm overreacting. Similar to the Jordan Howard people, I'm overreacting to his past catching ability okay but you admitted to the one part which is definitively true he cannot pass block worth a lick so it's not right it's not that if he can even stay on the field well he can't but he can play those first uh first and second downs all right so i found that the and pronunciation. he must have gotten better if they made him active for the last week that they no played. i think it's just the fact that you said it before peyton barber's been well, then something has to add up to Ronald Jones getting more touches, doesn't it? <laughs> he is getting more touches. I agree okay. with you. I told okay. everybody to stash him. And why are you fighting me so much on this? Because, you are. I, because I, don't, I don't want people to get too excited about what he's going to well, be. You can't get overexcited. Yeah, I'm not going to go dump, uh, you know, someone. James Conner. I'm not going to go dump <laughs> James Conner. I'm not going to dump T- Kenyon Drake for him, even though I'm frustrated with him. I think between uh, him and Crowell is probably uh, fairly close. You know, we have the official word, by the way. It is oh. jaw quiz. Jaw quiz. So there you go. So it you is went not to football reference and looked up the pronunciation. No, I actually, that's one of the two that popped up. I actually went to the Google machine. The first one that came up is thenameengine.com, but also right below it is Pro Football. Is it reference. a capital Q? That's why I think I said chalk quiz. It might not be, though. No, it's J. It's, there's no capital in it. It's just J. Okay. So, but I always just thought it was Jaquiz, like real quick, like Jaquiz. By the, you like, you know, some of the players, like, oh, the, the, the guy for the Raptors that's trying to say that's. Uh, Tamar uh, Roseanne. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kyle Lowry is now saying his first name is Kyle. Kyle like, Lowry. Like K A L. Kyle. Kyle. There's no second syllable. He's like, it's Kyle Lowry. I'm like, you're full of crap. Nah, you're it's just, Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're you're going to be called Kyle. I'm going to sidebar one more thing. Okay. Because the link underneath it, too, to Fox Sports for some reason is also got a link to Khabib Nurmagomedov, the UFC thing. Did you happen yeah, to watch yeah, the, the guy U- that jumped over yeah, the... Did you happen to watch that? I didn't. I saw, like, the fallout from it and stuff. And- so you saw the follow-up? Yeah. I'm going to put this out there real quick. And I know there's other people that have, but I was... Se- like, this isn't like, oh, I saw other people say it. I agree with that. You can actually go to my Twitter timeline. I believe this is a fix. I believe that this is WWE writing, and they 100% plan for this to happen because I initially went in with the fix thinking like, hey, they just signed Connor to a five-fight deal. There's no way they're going to let him lose. Like, this is like boxing-level fix type of stuff. But then when this happened, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Connor just had that whole thing with throwing the stuff at the bus and attacking, and he's still got a lot of people that don't like him for that. Right. So how do you get him to go back full face? You have the Russian lose his mind, jump into the crowd, fight his teammates. One of his teammates jump into the ring and punch him in the back of the head. And now you have all this, oh, we got to hate the Russians like Rocky. They're the evil guys. <laughs> Everybody's behind Connor again. He loses. Khabib keeps the belt, and they actually have a rematch that people will care about because now it's like I, I think this is 100% a fix. And you This know, is fixed. Like, uh, Dana White's just back there laughing. Unlike professional wrestling – wrestling but like uh our all of our elections the fix was in <laughs> the, the fix is in on everything yeah i feel like it is sometimes on everything that, that, i mean it was weird I, I don't you know i don't really follow ufc that much uh i know conor mcgregor is you know basically a pos as far as 
most people's opinions are concerned. So um, he really I, is. I, I mean, he assaulted people on a bus. Well, the people because they were on the bus. I mean, let's let's be real about what Connor did. For all the people out there that are blasting Khabib and not even thinking about what happened and why Connor was away for a time, despite the fact of the, also the fight with Mayweather, like what he did was POS type of stuff. But now, you, like I said, you get people turned back. This is this is WWE stuff, man. This is yeah. you turn the heel face by making the other person more heel. And he's Russian. Like that just like, <laughs> like after like, that Mayweather Pacquiao fight, I was like, I'm never gonna pay for another fight again. Like that was the yeah. biggest ripoff I ever paid for. By the way, the UFC loves to jack up their prices and not tell anybody. Oh, really? What, yeah, what did that it, one cost? It was sixty-five for the pay-per-view. I don't, I don't remember when it jumped from sixty to sixty. I remember when it jumped from fifty-five to sixty. I just happened to notice it. I think they did this, and they just don't say anything. They're like, "Oh, uh, it's like six trips to Whataburger. I'm good. I'll watch it on Twitter. <laughs> it's fine." Well, that's that's like seven <laughs> trips to Chipotle. See, there you go. <laughs> eight or six if you drop it it's actually like five if you buy one soda i don't know why soda is so expensive at chipotle because that's what no that's everywhere that's where you make the money dude look i had a deli yeah for, you're right it's like i had a deli for two and a half years bucks. and yeah. i tried to make it reasonable like my sodas were a buck 49 because it was still wasn't but that's where the markup is is you make it on the sides the drinks and the chips right those bag of chips like 20 cents dollar right, 49 right. get the freaking hell out of here whoa ho, ho, ho. i was about to have to do some pork chop sandwiches bleeping me out <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about somebody else who's actually back Devonte freeman mild game at best is Devonte free was that just a hey we're bringing him back slowly is that a legitimate concern because this is going back to your game by the way he didn't look great that and see that's kind of what i felt like they, they, he didn't look like Devonte freeman no, this is kind of like uh, a better, uh, you know, a better result from a pitch count than what Dalvin Cook had on that Thursday night game. You know, I feel like they had a pitch count. And the most annoying part about this was he came back. Uh, Tevin Coleman got some runs in and Ito Smith scored the touchdown. That was so frustrating. By the way, they said on the during the game, I don't know if you knew this. I said this on ITL too. Ito Smith named after Judge Ito. Really? Yeah. Like from, legitimately? Legitimately. They, I mean, they said it without any, you know, there was no laughing in there. Uh, they said he's <laughs> named after Judge Ito from the OJ trial. And I was like, why? That's, yeah, why that's going to be one of the most obscure. <laughs> <laughs> what did you name I mean, your you know, kid? Anyone else Bronco? named Ito? I mean, it makes sense too. So, yeah. Yeah. This is our daughter, Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> And this is our adopted son, Cato. Now so. I got to go to Walmart and get my magoons. <laughs> uh, yeah, Freeman just looked banged up. I think he'll look better this week, especially playing up against Tampa Bay. So, By the way, this sponsor of All in Sports is Walmart for today, but apparently. <laughs> Getting them a lot of plugs. I'm in Chipotle. So. Like, they need, like they need it. Yeah. Right, right. They need our plugs. Yes, totally. All right, let's uh, wrap this up with some waiver talk. And get your okay. interest level. Hey, we'll do this as a one to ten scale of your interest. How about that? All right. Off the top, Alfred Blue, and the fact that uh, you know what, I'll actually include him. I was gonna say Deontay Foreman's probably about another week or two away, but Alfred Blue one to ten, Deontay Foreman one to ten. Uh, I'd say like a five on Blue and like a six on Foreman. I'm not very excited about either one. I do. I I like the potential for Foreman. Uh, obviously, once again, Texas fan coming off Achilles injury is a dicey thing, but I feel like he was closer to ready uh, at the beginning of the season. Like, but but they kind of babied him coming back because so that is what I'm, yes, and that's exactly what. So what I was gonna say is if you happen to stash him from the draft, like you're one of the leagues that have IR spots and all that type of stuff, or if you grab him before everybody else, I will say this too, and I'll get your opinion on it. You know this, especially doing baseball and baseball. I don't know where that came from. Baseball. Uh, yeah, too much Walmart. Uh, so <laughs> doing baseball. All these sports, fantasy in general, right before the player comes back is usually peak value. And not peak value as in they can't continue to be at that level, but it reaches the peak where everybody thinks everything's going to be glorious as soon as they come back. Glorious when they come back. And if you look at it, Deontay Foreman could take control of that backfield. Lamar Miller's certainly not impressive. He could be the first and second down. He could be what people wanted Derrick Henry to be this year. Or you have the downside of 
He's coming off what you just said. It's one of the most serious injuries, especially in football, that a lot of players don't come back from or potentially end their career because they try to come back. They're just a shell of their former self. So if you happen to have Foreman, the week before he goes back, if it's week seven, that means next week. If it's week eight, week seven, whatever it might be, start feeling offers for him. Yeah, and you're buying him really for the playoffs or for desperation starts, you know, by weeks injuries, that kind of a stuff uh, until you get to see a couple weeks out of him and see what he really is like. So, all right. So how about his teammate, Kiki QT? Uh, like a four out of 10 Four. I, I feel like this is going to switch back between. Do you think Will Fuller was just pushed? Like he didn't, he shouldn't have played yesterday. Probably or two days probably ago, something like that. Yeah, he he should not have played, and he was kind of decoyish. Same thing that happened with Doug Baldwin. Probably shouldn't have played. More of a decoy right. matchup, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, Houston and Dallas kind of take their matchup seriously, so that's probably why he played, and he was more of a you know uh, a decoy type of a player. So. I'm really frustrated about that too because I had Kiki QT about thirtieth, thirty second before the Will Fuller was all of a sudden back in the lineup. And I pushed him down because I thought, hey, <laughs> why are you going to force Will Fuller back if you have QT? And it should have just—I should have just left it. And, and right, it happens sometimes in fantasy. All right, how about let's do some mores? How about DJ Moore had a decent game? Kind of not necessarily his breakout game as a rookie, but a good game against the Giants. Is this matchup, or do you have some interest going forward? In DJ? I love DJ Moore, but uh, you know they are just in Ron Rivera even said they're going to baby him moving forward. So uh, I'm I like a three out of 10, depending on what, what comes out with Devin Funches is what I think it was a concussion, right? So if he has to miss this week, I'm more, I'm, I'm more into DJ more, I guess. But if he's, um, if he's playing, I think it's going to go back to, you know, two catches, whatever. So. Okay. Like a three. How about the other more, the one that made everybody say who was just, David Moore for the Seahawks yesterday. <laughs> for everybody that's wondering, round seven, not even of this year. He was from 2017, everybody, from East Central College. I don't – East Central? Yes. You mean East Carolina or East Central? No. I know – he's not from ECU. I, my cousin actually went to ECU. No. Okay. East All right. Central. I'm sorry. Eastern Didn't Carolina. East Central. Look, I do a lot of college football. I have no idea. Where is East Central? Uh, it's about East and Central. I didn't know. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know where Old Dominion was until they beat Virginia Tech. Oh, and you I li listened and saw that that was your alma mater uh, on the last podcast. So, no, nope. there. Do you want to know where they are? Virginia. No, not them. East Central. Oh yeah. East Who, by the way, also go by ECU, so you could easily get confused. See, that's why yeah. I was confused. ECU's ECU Tigers, by the way. They're East Central University. That's the whole name. I wasn't kidding East about that. Central. East, yeah, I thought you made University it is called East Central University. <laughs> uh, it is in Ada, Oklahoma. Okay. It's in Division Oklahoma. Two. Nice. It is in the Great American Conference. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I, 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 I tell you what. In a 16-man league, I picked up David Moore before the um, – did you Before the him? game started this week, because I knew he's going to get more snaps than Brandon Marshall, because that's what Pete Carroll said last week. But I didn't start him, so I have him. I'm not that excited about him. Probably three out of ten, four out of ten. Dude, I'm I can't even find out what the school's colors were. Are oh, there? Here we go. Black and orange. <laughs> black and orange. Okay, so they want to be black like and yellow, Oklahoma black State. and orange. Their <laughs> their main <laughs> their main picture. It's not even it like it has nothing to do with foot. Like apparently, their biggest sport is frail white guys running track. <laughs> it's Oklahoma. <laughs> what do you just, expect? Just go to their homepage and check this out. Cross country teams take second place finishes at the OBU invite. B as in boy. OB not ODU invite. <laughs> and then uh, there is a picture of their football with their mascot running in front with their ECU logo with about. 13 people in the stands <laughs> and, and you got to imagine that's the picture that they like all right that's the one we have to go with so that was the best one <laughs> here's how you know how small the school is they have banner advertisements at the bottom all right yeah 
<laughs> what is it? Their Where, Amazon you, link? Look, Please, I, look, their Amazon tab. You go to college, credit on you for going to college. I'm not trying, like, but I'm gonna, there's going to be this one person in the entire world that went to ECU and happens to listen to this podcast and be like, you're such a douche. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. We haven't heard of uh, East Central. Uh, are you really that the Great surprised? American Conference. <laughs> Never heard the of it. GAC. So, David right. Moore's most famous thing coming out of there. So, yes, he is. All right, four more players, and then we're done for today. Christian Kirk on his three three catches and one giant catch for a touchdown. This is like a six out of ten for me. I, I'm pretty excited about, it up. about Kirk because uh, you know him and Rosen. Uh, I think the connection could get better. Two rookies coming in the league together. I think that's going to be big. Uh, but you know he did all of his damage on one catch. It was one catch for a 75 yard score. So, you know, he's going to have those frustrating weeks where he gets four catches for 23 yards, and you're like, why the hell did I pick this guy up? So that's why it's a 6 out of 10 instead of like an 8 out of 10. I don't think that it's like this is what we're going to see moving forward. This was a good game for him. Yeah, I, I do like the potential, especially with Rosen at quarterback, but it is the offense, and it is the offense led by Mike McCoy, who was just destroying that team. I don't know if you saw the tweet earlier today, and I forget who it was at this point, but... I'm pretty sure Mike Clay, maybe somebody. If you follow a good amount of fancy people, you probably saw it. Uh, I will try to find out and maybe retweet it for everybody. So I give credit where credit is due. But they were talking about first and second down and the difference of David Johnson's yards per carry. And then after that, and with the difference also between using him between the guards and outside the tackles, because, hey, you know what? Maybe the explosive David Johnson should be used outside the tackles a little bit more. And it's just a real testament to how idiotic McCoy is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do not like, I think uh, I hear a lot of McCoy bashing and I think the majority is from you. Uh, you haven't been following Twitter enough for the, the hate for, <laughs> I guess <laughs> him and Shula killing the giants, by the way, everybody's blaming Shermer and they just forgot that they brought in Shula as the offensive coordinator who everybody loathed and hated in the past for what he's done to basically every offense he's been with, taking it back to the 1980s. And everybody's just like, oh, it's Shermer's fault, Shermer's Guess what? Shermer's not calling the plays. He probably has a little bit of input, but Shula is there for everybody that wants to hate on the Giants' offense. Yeah, I mean, and... Uh... Yeah, a lot of blame was has been to go around. I do like the fact that they're cutting... Uh... They're cutting Eric Flowers. Yes, because they couldn't like. find like, If we can't find a trade, who's trading for that? Get, get a turnstile. You can buy one at Walmart. <laughs> they should have traded him two years ago when people actually still thought they could fix him. Like the Giants. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I, sorry, this will be the last sidebar. And then we need to go. There's three players. We'll do a quick fire to get out of here. Your opinion on this Odell Beckham situation. This is so, you know this. I'm not the biggest Odell fan because he blocked me on Twitter for something he misunderstood. <laughs> But this is the first time where I'm sticking up for him. Like, this whole, the kicking the net, the being, you know, over, like, the, all the stuff up to this season has been like, dude, Odell, you need to rein yourself in. And you know what? He did that. And we all saw that. We all saw that he was doing that. We all saw that, you know what? He was going through this contract situation. We've seen a lot of players handling it much worse. And he was showing up for offseason. He was showing up all the way through the preseason. They worked out the contract. He wasn't making noise. He wasn't complaining. He didn't hold out like Le'Veon Bell. Like, he, had, he did everything everybody, including the Giants, asked him to do. And then, as has many players before him have done in the, the media, spoke out about the frustrations with the offense, and Pat Shermer comes off and does the same thing in the media. Comes, instead of bringing him in – so I'm more on the side where Shermer screwed up here. Like you sh Yes, if you want to talk to Odell Beckham, he should have made those comments about the offense in the media. I, I completely agree and completely understand. That's not where you bring him. You bring him to the locker room. You bring him to the coach. But him doing that and making the situation worse, I think Odell this time, right now, this time, is actually getting way too much hate for what's going on. I, you know, I, I don't know. He, he made Rodney Harrison look smart when Rodney Harrison said, you just paid this guy a bunch of money. You expect him to kind of toe the line. And I'm kind of with that. But, I mean, I'm not that surprised because it's Odell. You know, this is the things that Odell does. He's kind of a crybaby. You know, he blocks people on Twitter for jokes he doesn't get. 
Uh, you know, he likes to scream and whine and cry on the sideline. And but if people you are saying that turning game, Sterling Shepard into that too. No, so, so that's what I was about to say. If you notice, Sterling Shepard was the one losing his mind trying to throw a trash can, which I guess had bricks in it because he could barely pick it up. And right, but it's that old commercial. I learned it by watching you. No, yeah. if you, who was the one trying to settle him down? Yeah, Odell was. So you're right. I'm just saying. You're right. You can defend no, Odell. It's fine. You know, I, I'm trying to get him to unblock me. I'm, I'm just legitimately saying this is the one time where, again, he was wrong for saying it where he did, but I just isn't think it he's just something you should roll your eyes at, though. Like, it shouldn't be this big a story. Just like, when, like okay, there you go. Brown That's a really good way there, of putting like, it. You know, he's like, uh, you know, getting pissed off and uh, throwing stuff on the sideline. It's like, this isn't that big a story. Like, as soon as they start connecting, this stuff goes away. You right. Know? Right. So, I I, I think it's it's just it's it's just uh, talk to talk. So and Odell had a big game, including a passing touchdown, which went further than Od- Eli Manning's throwing a pass. I think since somebody said since like 2015 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a legitimate stat too. I think nah, it's, I'm not that surprised. To uh, be honest with you, so. Eli Manning is trying to make Joe Flacco's 2017 season look good. Uh, so <laughs> that's true. Last three, yeah. Dante Moncrief, one to ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say you're gonna. Three and a half. Two. Uh, I, okay. I, I, like, I like Moncrief, but I like Keelan Cole more and D.D. Westbrook is becoming more of a thing. And it's just a frustrating situation to try and yeah. guess that. All right. They want to run. If Brandon Cooks is out, which the player who hit him should have been tossed from that game, by the way. Yes. That, like, if we're not flagging that NFL, I don't know what the hell you're doing with this whole not a quarterback. They don't care. Yeah. So Brandon Cooks is out. Josh Reynolds appeal. Uh, not much. Uh, I, I think it's hard to work him back in this offense. I mean, would I be surprised if he caught a touchdown? Not really. But I think they want Gerald Everett involved more because I feel like that's what happened more. Not when Tyler Higby? Yeah, I, Tyler Higby's in there too, but he's a normal starter. I think the guy that replaced uh, uh, Cooks is more. You think it's going to be more Everett than Reynolds? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I can see. I, I would say Reynolds is probably 14 team. You would say you're bigger, right? Right. It, Reynolds is something that you're hoping he scores make. a touchdown. Yeah, Reynolds is something that people want to make happen, and it's just not going to happen. All right, last one, and this position has been a miserable situation this year, especially with all the injuries. But I said he might be a little intriguing because in week four he was in there for like I think 92 or 93 percent of the snaps, and Jeff Swaim had another decent game this past week. Jeff Swaim in a 12 teamer. I'm going to guess you're going to say five and a half. Yeah, maybe a little bit over your next best tight end. And the reason is because they don't have wide receiving options in, uh, in Dallas. So well, look at it. I mean, here's what we're doing. If you're talking Jeff Swaim, I mean, these are the options we're talking about. We're talking about uh, Niles Paul because Safarian Jenkins is now out. Uh, Let's see who else is out there. Ricky Shields Jones, which just did nothing. C.J. Uzuma, who is the lead <laughs> for the Bengals, but Tyler Croft could still get in the mix. He got uh, hurt, too. Croft did. Croft got hurt, too? I missed that. Thank Foot you for injury, that. I think. All right. Well, then I like Uzuma a little bit more even. But, then, I mean, you have Hayden Hurst, who's back, but that whole situation with 15 no. tight ends for Hayden them. Hayden Hurst is not the receiving tight end in Baltimore. I and agree with you. a million of them, and it's Mark Andrews is the guy. And I agree with you 100%. I, at the draft time, I even said they drafted yep. a better receiving tight end later in the draft. Yes. But... The person that's going to be on the field all the time is Hayden Hurst. Yeah, that's true. But they're also working him in because he missed so much time. So Nick Vanette or Jeff Swaim? Vanette. Oh, I say Swaim. I say Vanette because uh, I feel like the Seahawks defense is much worse. They should be down more, pass more. And Disley right. was working out. So I know he's a better receiving option than Vanette, but he's gone now. So, so then, all right, let's go back to it's Jeff Swaim or Uzuma. Uh, Swaim. Swaim or Ricky Seals-Jones? Ricky Seals-Jones. Nah, get out of Arizona, Homer. <laughs> I'm definitely not I love pickle Ricky Seals-Jones, but the, <laughs> he's just, it's two for 58 or nothing. Right, That, but I mean, I feel like most tight ends. Okay, Swaim in a PPR or Ricky Seals-Jones? Um, I th- I'm still going to go with Ricky Seals-Jones. just to say Swaim. It's I'm not going to. Niles Paul or Jeff Swain? Yeah, Jeff Swain. Okay. Uh, is there anybody else? <laughs> Cameron Brait? You're going to take Brait, right? Cameron Brait, yeah. yeah. Austin Hooper? Uh, Hooper. 
I just watched Cooper catch nine passes. So. Well, that was against your Steelers who can't. Yeah, but they're going to be hand. losing every single week. No, I know. But Austin so. Hooper is kind of like a matchup. You hope he scores a t- touchdown. Yeah. Yep. I He's think big play touchdown or nothing. You just mentioned. I think they're all interchangeable. Yeah. Austin Hooper, who's Ricky Steele's Jones, wants to be. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, and I, I think Hooper's I, the best out of all the guys you mentioned. Uh, over Bright? Yep. Hmm. I take Bright. I mean, you take Bright for what? The next two or three weeks that Howard's going to miss, and then they're going to go right <laughs> back to Howard. It's not going to yeah. matter that Winston's in there. Exactly. So I take Bright. Okay. I'll I mean, we we're still assuming OJ Howard comes back 100%. Uh, why, why would they bring him back less than 100%? The, the Bucks are not going to go to the playoffs. So, exactly. So, why rush him back? Oh, well, okay. Never mind. Why rush him back? So, why, not, why bring him back? Well, what if it has to be in five weeks? Jake, come uh-huh. on. So, so, there you go. Jack Doyle? <laughs> Jack Doyle over everybody. I'm surprised he got dropped in so many leagues. Uh, he's hurt, and people don't want to roster two tight ends. I, I'm not that surprised. Will have IR spots in your league, and most don't. It's just just idiotic. You, you were mentioning how it's casual, you know. It's just that's and, so that's so people. Like, the standard is no IR spots. I hate that so much. I like any fantasy sport. Like you've already got bad luck. Let me add to it by making you have to drop somebody or keep. You know, that's just <laughs> no IR is the most idiot. That that's up there with no. That's up there with kickers. <laughs> it's up there with kickers. It's still behind it, but it's up there. <laughs> uh, I, I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll take IR, uh, no IR spots over no kickers. So Scott Bogman, who yes. is generous enough to offer to wake up early, but didn't to do this yes, podcast, follow him at Bogman Sports. Uh, again, once again, half of in this league and go through everything where they can all find you and do all your stuff again. Because I know it was like 17 things they might have tuned out halfway through. That's right. You can find me at Bogman Sports on the Twitter machine. You can find InThisLeague.com where the Welsh and I do fantasy football, baseball, basketball, college football, minor league baseball. We do it all there. And on Fantrax, I have the Black Book Show with Joe Pizapia and the Welsh. I have uh, IDP, which I'm supposed to be recording this second with Gary Davenport and uh, CFF Suck on it, Gary. With Justin and John Lobb. <laughs> uh, you know the deals, uh, deals, details on me. I, I'm obviously drunk at this point. I maybe I should go get some Chipotle for dinner. Uh, hey, you know what? Go, go hammer the account. Chipotle tweets. Tell them they're yeah. tea bags for not at least. Hey, here's five dollars off. I'm not. I wasn't looking for anything, but now I am. Now I'm annoyed. So go tell them. <laughs> and uh, I still need to sing Ducktales with Victoria Justice, which is never going to happen. But if you want to go. Tweet her too. Maybe I should slide into her DM. At, yeah, she's got like 10 million followers. She'll never see it. Um, that's not yeah, gonna happen. You don't want to get called out for that either. So. No, I definitely don't. But I'll be back on Thursday. I guess we'll have to get to the blank and the missing blanks and the mwahahas and the like things that I had scheduled for today <laughs> that we never got to. But that's too many sidebars. Yeah, so. but that's what makes Scott Scream again. So go listen hey. to his show and come back on Thursday. Appreciate having me on. I thank you as well. And I thank everybody listening. ordering mood today i can tell you that much i i sent out two harsh blocks and it was, was that day i mean come on like well okay so <laughs> i got chipotle at lunch so oh, is I, that why you're ordering? no, no, no that's, that's not what i'm ordering i mean that might be why i have to go to the, i actually don't have to go to the bathroom because so here's what happened i was going to walmart and the walmart in that whole area it's called town center virginia beach it's about 15 minutes away. Yeah, it's honestly only about 10, but Virginia Beach traffic makes about 15 minutes. So I got it on the way home. When I walked in there, it was a line wrapped around to the other side of the, like it was, had to be at least 25, 30 people. And in my mind, I was like, ah, do I want to just walk next door and go to Panera? I'm like, no, I don't get it that much. I'll just stay here. I'll play on my phone and answer tweets, which I did. So I get home, coming in through the garage. And I put it down on the chair next to the, my garage door and I open the garage door and I go to pick it up. And I had a lot of things in my hand from Walmart too. And I pick it up and I dropped it. It was a burrito bowl, or by the way, a bowl. And when it hit the floor, of course, the lid came off. Yes. And 
90% of it ended up on my garage floor. And <laughs> people know how rarely I curse. I might have made Quentin Tarantino <laughs> blush for what oh, I said. <laughs> man, yeah. all over a Chipotle bowl. I mean, uh, you know, uh, are, are you sure you're in, uh, you know, Virginia Beach and you're not somewhere in Montana, a day filled with Walmart and Chipotle? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy a bunch of uh, wife beaters while you were no, out? No, well, look, like I had to get some food and a gun and socks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, sometimes you need some uh, rifle some ammo. Winter washer fluid. What else did I need while I was there? Uh, <laughs> actually, don't go to Walmart on Mondays. Apparently, they don't stock until Monday because I was even looking for a clothes hamper, and like the entire row was empty. Like, I, I guess I'm sorry, they, sir. We ain't got no hampers right now. I'm sorry. So, yes, I was very, I was livid because, I, again, I, I considered driving back and giving them like, hey, here's a sob story. Look at my leftover burrito. Any chance you guys want to make me another one? Because I spent eight. Wait line for another 30 people. Yeah. No way. Um, no, but I it's 15 minutes away. Else. I actually right. included the Chipotle tweets on it just to be like a ha-ha thing. They ignored me. And then somebody was like, whoa, you know, like, don't you want to like help the guy out? And like, I appreciate my listener. Like, but that wasn't my initial intent to like get free Chipotle. But I thought about it afterwards. Like, you know what? You, you look, I'm, I'm looking at the Chipotle tweets account. I've never really looked at it before. And it's kind of a customer service account. But they also responded to some dude that's like, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, but everybody loves Chipotle. And they're like, ha, 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 true story. Well, no. you, you tell me you could at least give me like a tough day, bro, or something. Like, yeah, I, I guess the people <laughs> from Chipotle say, bro, I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing they probably bro a bunch of people. So, uh, but they I never responded. And 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 this day all started because I had to come on late. I really appreciate you uh, powering through this, Jake. Yeah, and I blocked the one dude that came after my tweet that said when I tweeted, I didn't initially. So real quick, I know I would have never. I don't ever say I'm standing online. I always did, but I guess my phone changed into on because also, by the way, autocorrect on phones. You. Don't change words that are words. If it's a word, don't change a word to another word. Like, I, correct my spelling, but don't change words that are words. Like, stop changing food to good. Like, sometimes oh, I, I'm so actually much or saying, good to food. So, yes. Uh, but in I remember the case, one time I he was like, Welsh, like, that sounds good. And it was food. Food, yeah. Like, oh, is that food for you? I love it. It's all food, bro. And I was like, oh, here we go with this one mistake. Yeah. So the guy was like, no, you were standing in line. You weren't standing on a line. And I was like, here, you're in line of my blocked people. You. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I don't that that's uh, that's way more uh, that, that's way less than what I block people for. I, I blocked a guy yesterday and I think I have eight people blocked total. So, no, I told you I dropped. My, I was in a bad mood. I dropped my Chipotle and I have lunch. <laughs> This is what happens when you have a Walmart Chipotle day. You just start blocking people. <laughs> no, don't me, don't send me to half-empty Walmart and then have <laughs> to drop my Chipotle on the floor. <laughs> Andre Drummond over here. He's just handing out blocks left and right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Andre Drummond. You're, you're, you're too new school. Did it can't be Matumbo, man. Oh, do you give him the finger wag also? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I gave him some finger. It, I guess, it wasn't a finger wag. I gave it to the him. crowd, by the way. Just so you right. don't get that tech. Just so you uh, know. Okay. Fair 